Welcome to the Autoimmune Thriver Method podcast. On this podcast, we will talk about real life, practical and transformative methods that will leave you motivated and empowered to take an active and proactive approach to feeling alive again with autoimmune. I am Cordula, Hashimoto's and PCOS Thriver, certified holistic nutritionist, your host of this show, and the founder of the Gut Health and Energy Breakthrough Program. I am deeply passionate about shining light on the immense impact nutrition, mindset, and lifestyle choices have for you to go from surviving to thriving. So let's get started. Hello, hello, everybody, and welcome back to this episode. I am super excited to have you guys back, and I hope that you guys had a beautiful weekend, and I hope that the week ahead will be sunny and warm and spring-like. For us here in Toronto, it has been a coldish winter, and it has been a coldish spring so far, so I'm really hoping that the days will become a little bit warmer for us as well. So in today's episode, I'll be diving a little bit deeper into digestion and absorption, mostly digestion, because it is such a huge topic that nobody really talks about. So what we always hear on social media and from our doctors maybe, and that we maybe think about ourselves is food. How can we utilize food in order to support our autoimmune disease in order to get the nutrients into our system so that we can then start to feel better, that our body is shifting back into balance, that we are nourishing our bodies with the vitamins, minerals, proteins, healthy fats, all of these things that we need in order to build cells and repair cells and support our hormones and all of these good things. And I will certainly talk about that in the future. I will be doing some deep dive sessions on these nutrients and which ones can really help you to support your health with an autoimmune. But what I always say with my clients too is that we actually need to step back a little bit and we need to start to work on the foundation first, okay? It's like building a house. If you have a weak foundation, all the bells and whistles that you put into your house don't matter. Because if the structure is weak, you will find that your house is going to collapse if there's any sort of storm coming your way. So that is what we need to focus on in the beginning. And that is what I want you to think about as well and start to incorporate. You need to make sure that your digestion and your absorption is running really well so that your body is actually able to utilize those nutrients that you're sending your way to your cells. So really focusing on digestion and absorption is key and is one of the first steps that you will have to work on so that you can actually achieve solid long-term health, feeling your best with an autoimmune. And so that is why I chose Steps to Good Digestion to be the topic of today because it's a very important topic And it's not something that we are being taught most of the time. So what we'll do today is I will give you some steps to good digestion. There is many, and I'll go through quite a bit of them in detail. You can write them down, you can make notes, and then please start incorporating these steps to good digestion 
And please send me an email when you do how your body is feeling and responding to them. I would love to know. And by the way, if you want to do a deep dive into this topic, I do have a free workshop coming up on April 26th. I'm not sure what time yet. You will have to check the link here in this episode to find out what time I will be scheduling it for. It'll be on the 26th and it'll be about dialing in your digestion because it is that important. So I will be doing a deep dive into that topic and you will learn so much more on how you can really start to support your digestion in order to absorb and digest the nutrients for better bioavailability in your body. So steps to good digestion, what does that mean? We're not talking about supplements. We're not talking about botanicals or herbs. That is a different topic. We are talking about simple lifestyle strategies that you can incorporate daily starting today in order to help your digestion along. So I will go through them one by one. And yeah, please let me know in the email if you have any questions around any of those. I will start with water, so liquids and eating. I don't know how you grew up and everybody is different, but for example, in my family, we never had water with our meals, which is great. In my husband's family, though, what they did, they always had a large glass of water with their meals. That was their tradition. That is That was really common for them to do. Many of us drink liquids with our meals, right? But this is not really good practice. And why is that? Because extra fluids can actually dilute your digestive juices, specifically your stomach acid, which will then make it really more difficult to break down food. You have stomach acid in your stomach and it needs to be acidic. It needs to be highly acidic because the stomach breaks down proteins for you mostly. And it needs a really strong acidic environment in order to break down the proteins into each of the amino acids. And if you drink water during the meals, you will dilute the stomach acid, which will hinder digestion of protein right in your stomach. And when we take that further down the line, that means that your pancreas will have to pick up later on to send out more of the digestive enzymes to break down the protein And so many of us actually have issues with protein absorption, which if you suffer from hair loss or weak nails or those ridges on your nails, any of that kind of thing, which is so common, it's protein absorption issues. So just by simply staying away from drinking large amounts of water during your meal can help your digestion that way. Okay, so what you can do instead is you can drink water before or after the meal. It's much better than having it throughout the meal. You don't have to drink at all during the meal. I typically have water before my meal and then I don't need any water at all. Number two is food portions. So balance is always key. Balance in eating is an important habit to develop. So when I mean balance, of course, I mean a balanced plate of different nutrients in one meal, but that goes more into the food combining section, which I'll be talking about in a second. But what I'm referring to here is eating small meals, so smaller meals that are nutrient dense, of course, 
several times a day instead of eating one to two large meals a day is often much better for people with chronic inflammation who also tend to have blood sugar imbalances than having those one to two large meals that can spike your blood sugar really quickly and that can create drop of energy as well as inconsistent nutrient income which can actually start to stress your body because your body doesn't know when the next meal is coming its way. So having a consistent smallish, you know, smaller meals throughout the day is really important. It creates consistency in your body. It creates blood sugar stabilization in your body. It creates rhythm in your body. Your body is starting to know when meals are coming their way, which your body loves routine. So it's a huge, huge benefit, okay? Step number three is rigid dieting or the fear of food or eliminating foods. That is a huge, huge one. It's part of Steps to Good Digestion, but really in itself a whole big topic, which I will for sure go more into, you know, depth in the coming sessions that I'm doing here because it is such an important topic to talk about. So what I'm trying to always say is is that you have to, in order to really become better with your autoimmune you will have to really learn to embrace abundance in your life, in your food, in your diversity, and not come from a place of scarcity. Scarcity and elimination creates fear, it creates stress, it creates all sort of negative energy in your life that is not supportive of regeneration, repair of cells, and feeling better and trusting your body. So many people really develop that rigid eating pattern that I see because they have been put on an elimination diet or they have been following an elimination diet because they were told your body is reacting to this food so you need to take them out of your diet. Well, it might be giving you some short-term symptom relief, but honestly, long-term, it's not going to benefit you. Why is that? Because your body is not learning how to digest these foods. Yes, you are reacting to them, but the reason why needs to be discovered. And it always sits in your gut. That is one of the key areas that need to be brought back into balance so that you can actually start, your body can actually start to digest these foods again. Because that is always the long-term goal. You want to have a lifestyle diet that is nourishing you, that you enjoy, that you embrace, you love to eat, you love to have these meals that you share with your family and friends that you nourish your body and not come from a place, oh my goodness, what can I actually eat anymore? I can't eat this, I can't eat that. And then you're starting to develop more and more food sensitivities. So what does it do in terms of digestion? It reduces the ability for our digestive system to start to digest certain foods because it's not being trained on these foods. Grains and legumes are really hard to digest, and I'll be going much more into detail on this subject in one of the next podcast episodes that I'm going to be doing. So the thing is, is that your digestive system needs to be trained and your gut needs to be repaired and restored, and then you can reintroduce these foods. So 
including a variety of different foods for your body to be exposed to different nutrient, almost like nutrient constellations, I will say, in terms of every food has a different set of nutrients that do different things in the body, creates immense diversity in your body, which your body loves and needs. Your immune system needs that. And so really focusing on exploring new foods, bringing in new foods, letting go of fear of food is going to be one of the biggest things that you can do really in order to help your digestion because you are starting to train your microbiome, your pancreatic enzymes are going to be challenged again. Like all of these things you need to do in order to create good digestion in your body. So this is a big topic and um, I will be actually talking about this in my workshop quite a bit. So if you want to join us, please do. It's going to be an amazing workshop. So step four is eating late. Okay, so this is really something that I struggled with personally for the longest time because of the different imbalances that showed up in my body. So I was actually never in a place where I felt satisfied with my food. I never felt, you know, that feeling of, ooh, I had a good meal. I feel saturated. I feel good now. I always felt hungry. I could always eat more and more and more. And especially in the evening, I found myself craving foods so much. And there's a lot of different reasons behind that that you'll have to unravel and address. But what is really important to understand is that eating late is slowing down your digestion. It's really a common problem among so many women, especially with women who have a busy daily schedule, right? Whether it's a mom who's running after her kids all the time or whether it's somebody working in corporate with a really um, long schedule or a nurse who's really like working shifts and all of these things. But the thing is that when you eat a meal, after having eaten that meal, more blood goes to the digestive organs and away from the areas of physical and mental activity. So when you're eating, your energy goes towards digestion because digestion takes a lot of energy. So eating lightly during the day and getting hungry at night after work and then eating the main meal in the evening is a common pattern for many people's schedules. However, going to bed on a full stomach is not necessarily helpful for digestion or sleep. Because when you think about it at night is basically at night what happens is that your digestion is slowing down. Like naturally your digestion is slowing down sometime later on in the evening. And the focus during that time is being directed more towards your detoxification pathway. So your liver and the cleanup process in your body, your lymphatic system, all of these systems are becoming much more active throughout the night. That is when they shine because they are trying to quote unquote detox your body from what has been coming in throughout the day. So when you're starting to eat late at night, and you're not allowing your body to digest that food before you go to sleep, you are drawing that energy away from what it's supposed to be doing, quote-unquote cleaning your body up, like a cleanup crew that comes in towards digestion, and your sleep will be disrupted, your detoxification pathways will be sluggish, and all of these things. So it has a huge impact on your digestion. 
So try to avoid eating late at all cost. I would say three hours before you go to sleep is optimal. But even if it's one hour minimum, two hours is good. So round about there, if you can stop eating, that would be the best thing to do for your body. The next one I was going to talk about is relaxation around eating. So relaxation around eating is a very good habit to develop. Eating slowly and chewing your food well are super important because I'll give you a couple of reasons why. I don't know whether you knew, but if you chew your food well enough so that it turns into some sort of peanut buttery mush in your mouth, then inside your mouth, the carbohydrates in that food can be entirely digested up to 80% in your mouth already because your saliva contains enzymes that will help you break down your food right in your mouth. That's incredible, right? So if you're taking your time, chewing your food properly, your carbohydrates can be digested in your mouth, which when you swallow them, all the work is done and you're alleviating your digestive system from so much work further down the line. And it's so interesting because when I ask people if they're taking their time for eating, not a lot of people are actually paying attention to it. What I find in our days now is that a lot of women are eating on the go, whether it's a drive through place or whether it's just, you know, walking around the kitchen, preparing meals while eating or walking around the house while eating, even sitting in front of the TV and eating. So this is not conducive to relaxation around eating. That is actually another step of good digestion is creating an environment that is supporting relaxation is very, very important. If you create like a spot in your house where you actually sit down, take a deep breath, like a breather, and I recommend three to five deep breaths before you go ahead and start to dig in, you know, take a look at your food look at your food and really be thankful for this food coming in, opening up your energy towards receiving food into your body so that your body is starting to relax and gets out of that fight or flight state, right? The sympathetic way of living is when we're rushing around either from meeting to meeting, eating on the go, eating in front of the TV, eating in front of the computer at our desks, we are fully immersed in a sympathetic state, which doesn't support digestion. So if we're creating that space around relaxation, around eating, it'll help you to open up digestive pathways, look at your food, connect with your food, your saliva will start to flow with the saliva come enzymes that'll help you start to break down your food right away. And you will be then more likely to enjoy your food to slow down while you eat, to chew more, to connect with what's in your mouth. Because if I were to ask you now, how many times do you swallow food that is has little chunks in it still, right? So I caught myself many times that I started to eat and I would actually swallow full chunks of food down my system, which would actually sometimes almost scrape along my esophagus. I could feel that. And so if you are catching yourself doing that, just stop and start to chew your food. Everybody should develop a habit of taking five deep breaths before starting a meal. 
really, really important. Breathing deeply triggers your nervous system to switch from the sympathetic to the parasympathetic state, which is the rest and digest phase. This is preferably where you want to be in every single time when you're eating. It's a really good practice that will really open up all of your digestive functions and the stress level are starting to be reduced and absorption will start to increase as well. And the last point I was going to share with you today is the food combining. So that is another large topic that I teach my clients in my program very specifically around because food combining can be extremely helpful in supporting digestion. There's just certain foods that do well with one another, and there's certain foods that are actually competing when it comes to digestion, and they can be overburdening your system if not combined well. So I will give you three tips today, what you can start to look for when you are thinking about food combining. So the number one is eat fruit alone. That is a really, really big one. Eat fruit alone is really helpful for digestion because fruit in itself is very easily digestible and it doesn't take very long for your body to break down the sugars in the fruit. And if you combine that with protein, protein being one of the macronutrients that take the longest to digest, up to six hours, they say it takes to digest proteins versus fruit um, takes like one, one and a half to two hours max, you see the difference, right? So if you start to combine those two food groups, the sugar in the fruit can start to sit in your digestive system for too long, which can cause bloating. So that is number one tip I can give you when it comes to the food combining, eat your fruit alone. The second tip is avoid mixing proteins and starches. So for example, that would be the spaghetti and meatball kind of thing, right? I know we have all done it. And I know that when I combine these two things, my digestive system doesn't like it very much. And if your digestive system is not up to par, then you will start to experience symptoms, right? So proteins and starches are not doing well together. So I, I would avoid mixing those at all costs, especially in the beginning. Later on, when your digestive system um, is in a much better position, you can certainly have smallish amounts of those, but in the beginning, I would avoid mixing those two things. And number three is eat vegetable with everything. So vegetables are so amazing. And honestly, the vast majority of women that I have worked with and in my practice, they just don't eat vegetables enough. When I ask them how many portions of vegetables, servings of vegetables do you regularly eat and have them actually sit down and take note of what they're eating, they come up with three to four servings a day, max. And we should be eating up to 10, best case scenarios, but at least five to seven a day. So try to eat vegetables with everything. Try to step outside the box and think vegetables for breakfast, maybe. You can really pair vegetables with proteins starches, grains, and legumes. 
they just go with everything and um, they're really your best buddies. So make sure that you eat those vegetables on a regular basis throughout the day, up to 10 servings a day. So I hope this gave you some insight on what you can actually start to do today to help your digestion and that will eventually really lead you to have less symptoms in your gut health and then also, you know, further down in your immune system reacting to foods and your food sensitivities will start to calm down and you will start to create that environment of robust health that you need in order to live a normal life with an autoimmune on all levels. So I hope this was helpful for you guys. If you are really interested in diving a little bit deeper into that topic, please do join me on April 26th in my Zoom workshop. There will be replays that I'm going to be sending out to everybody who registers. You can register in the link here inside the show notes. And if you do, you will also get a beautiful PDF that I put together for you guys with specific foods and uh, some botanicals that I am recommending to my clients in my practice on how to further support digestion to create that solid foundation. Thank you so much for joining me today, ladies, and I hope that you are going to have a nice week ahead and I will see you again in my next episode.